to another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. You know, fucking vampires and Morbius and shit. Woo! Honestly. They couldn't, they couldn't have casted a better actor. You think, think so? I mean, I'm sure there's other... I mean, the Craven guy, uh, what's his name? Taylor Thomas? John- Taylor Aaron Johnson, right? <laughs> it was it was not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas did not get cast as Craven. That guy's going to be Craven, but he you could just like flip him if you wanted. But yes, Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. And we're going into this deep right now for everybody watching, listening, and all that. Right, this is the Legion on Zoom. I'm Miguel, joined you know Ooh. with my good Legionnaires Rod and Chez. As ever, we're gonna go deep today into fucking Morbius. We're Facts. gonna go deep dive, especially because the movie comes out this week, right? Is it this week? Yeah. Next. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Depend- we're, we're recording on a Sunday, right? So, like, so depending on how you start the week, Sunday or Monday, I well, you're right, you're right. I for me, it's Monday because it comes Hold out on, on April 1st. Oh, shit, that's crazy. Oh, I thought it was damn. Okay. What if it's a lie and it doesn't come out on April 1st? Oh, damn, that was a whole fucking joke, though. <laughs> they get mad people buy tickets. Nah, it's tomorrow, man. And and although you know Rod, you were saying right now, right off the off the you know the start that Leto's a good casting choice, which I would agree. But though, right, like we're hearing already that the reviews, you know, we haven't gotten full on reviews, but at least what's been coming out is that it is trash. Oh, a lot of reviews fuck. are coming out very very negative. I mean, we all kind of knew it. We all kind of knew it, didn't we? Like, come on, come on, come on. Wait, wait. No, I, I had hopes because Jared Leto, really? he, he, he's a man of quality. I mean, from his music a- to his roles. I feel like he, as an actor, come on. He did like what the, was it Lord of War with Nicolas Cage? That's Requiem for a Dream. Damn. The, the Dallas Buyers Club too, which was, a pre- I think he won an Academy yeah. Award for that role. But yeah, I feel like within the realm of comics, he hasn't exactly had the best batting average. The Joker, well, the least liked of the Jokers. Now the theoretically trash Morbius movie. Like, I, I guess just to play devil advocate, siding with Rod a little bit. I do agree. Leto is a good actor. I do think he 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 does a good job. Um, and at least from what I've heard, you know, from like just Twitter and Instagram, is that a lot of the critique is basically the story that the plot kind of fucking sucks, and that even the maybe the CGI is not that good. And so Damn. I don't think they're critiquing Leto per se, but you know, I'm I I'm not really that surprised. I think Rod's the only one that's been the most hopeful one because yeah, he, you're for Sony more and 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 no, I don't no, know. no, you know, I, I expected it to be kind of like Venom-esque, but I gotta go support Jared Leto because come on, 30 seconds to Mars, my guy. Come on. Yo, okay, 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 okay. And you saying that it <laughs> it brought up a good point that I wanted to address that I feel like Jared Leto's epicness is almost overshadowing the epicness of Morbius as a character who's on the low, underappreciated. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of felt like he's always been underused because after he was made, there really wasn't a place for him. I felt the most epic, I think, iteration I remember of him was what in the cartoon, what from like the early 90s. But that's the only iteration I know of him. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen him again. Yeah. Was he like feeble in that one? Or was he like some brolic, handsome Roman, not Roman, Greek dude? 
I think that episode also had Blade in it. So we're talking about yes. the Spider-Man, the animated series from yeah, the yeah, 90s. Yeah. Classic. And I think that was my introduction to those. I, no, no, no. At least like in a media other than comic books to Blade and, and Morbius. Word. And if I remember correctly, wasn't also the Morbius in the animated series like sucking blood through his hands rather yeah, than like plasma like biting plasma too, not blood. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, okay, I know it's completely out of your field, but you are a doctor. What's the difference between blood and plasma? Or Rod, who does nutrition, either or. Right. Well, yeah, because it's a part of the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the fluid. Yeah, it's every if once you subtract the the red blood cells and white blood cells, you get left with just the fluid, the plasma. Damn. So that specific um, what is what's his name? Um, that specific Morbius wanted that unprocessed, undiluted, pure shit. Like not even like all the <laughs> straight to his hands, man. Like shit. And actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because like you know, because we're gonna dive into it, right? We're gonna talk about you know, we'll start like you know, as we've done before with the Secret Origins episodes, you know, publication history, and that's for actually similar a little bit to some of his original comic book um, publication history stuff, right? Because that happened in the comic in the animated series because they didn't want violence and apparently they couldn't say blood on a cartoon show and they couldn't you know so they couldn't have him fucking bite like they they said he's a vampire he had his fangs but that's why they had to draw the blood sucking the plasma sucking things through his hands rather than you know because of fucking you know all right think about limitations i I think like Like, this is one of those moments where like the comic code of ethics kind of fucked itself over. I think that's almost more like intimate. You know what I mean? Like, let me get the purest part of your blood through my hands. Yo. Like, that's like that weird moment. I think, what was it? Um, That they swapped out a kiss for like a, a gun in a holster when it came to like a Nick Fury comic back in the day. That ended up being like oh, a sex. More yeah, controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This um, is like um, the same thing. Steve, Steve Dicko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot the details of that instance, but like it brought that to mind, like a vampire biting a victim. Everyone's seen that. But it's like having suckers on your hand that you have to like grab the person and like, hands suck out. Like, come on, come on now. Come on. And you anyone not to deviate too much, but I've been rewatching Batman Brave and the Bold on HBO Max. That's a total deviation. <laughs> I for wait, wait, no, I'm gonna connect it. I for okay, first of all, I forgot how good this shit is. Number one. I mean, I, I knew I always knew it was good. And it was the hardest to sell because when it first came out, I was like, what the fuck is this ch- childish take on Batman? Nice. But there are actually like guns and shit and people get shot. Like it's one of the more graphic versions of, you know, the many times we've seen Thomas and Martha Wayne um, get killed. They actually show like gunshots. So I was like surprised, like, oh, shit, like this cartoon, which is like believed to be the more like cartoony version right. of Batman mm-hmm. actually has some of the most graphic shit. Highly recommended. It, is that the one that has like the bat wave? No, that's the Batman. Okay, no, okay, never mind. God, I, I hated that one. Right, never mind. The Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that Bruce Wayne kind of looks like Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The Bruce Wayne from the Batman, he looks like Mark Cuban. I don't know. I just thought about. Now he I'm does. Drinking coffee. But anyway, back to Morbius. Right. <laughs> back to Morbius. <laughs> Wait, did you connect that? I don't even remember. Yeah, word. Did you really? No, no. It was like how these in the '90s they tried to like hide like any type of violence, but later uh, on, and now it's all full blown on HBO Max when you have like the Harley Quinn show. Thank God for that. Like that's like all the rules are out now. With that way, shit. Not all of who, them. Not like hardcore. Do we know the sex. rating? The facts. One day, one day we may get hardcore sex in superhero movies. Well, For my, okay, Morbius? My guy. 
Is this about Morbius? Well, you know, my, my guy Zack Snyder got called out for showing Batman eating pussy. What the fuck what? was it? Remember this shit? That sounds familiar, but like right. refresh my memory. He posted a, a photo on, on whatever Vero of Batman yes. eating oh, out yeah, yeah, Catwoman yeah, yeah, and then it gets taken down or whatever. Just so, he, so he's tried to go that far, but but that wasn't that in response to because in the Harley Quinn series they had a joke about that, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and, oh yeah, because they didn't allow they were gonna they were gonna make that in the Harley Quinn show. Uh, that she, the Batman was eating was going down on Catwoman, but then on a rooftop you know, the, or some shit. And the they were like, XX no. cut it out, and so that's when Zack Snyder was like, "Batman definitely eats pussy." <laughs> yes, <laughs> confirmed, like, confirmed. <laughs> and uh, that's yes. not, and I mean that could also kind of be connected to the OD sexual undertone that I think that like it's always been part of the Morbius character. He's always been suave as fuck, mad like forlorn. There's always some chick that's like in love with him despite his appearance. It's always been a very if you guys go on YouTube, you can definitely come and see the character Morbius in all his glory behind me. That's a handsome dude. It's an absolute monstrosity, but low key, he fucks. Look at that. Yo, and well, that's but that's you're describing basically, I think, every vampire, like every vampire movie, Word. show, series, novel, whatever. I'm sure it's all like that. They're all like suave and seduce, seducing. Except uh, Nosferatu. Uh, exactly. Except, except, <laughs> except Nosferatu. <laughs> but actually, in the history with Morbius, what's actually funny, they've really gone out of their way to make him ugly. <laughs> to actually say, even before becoming more like the living vampire, he was ugly. And like they would describe him as like straight up, just making sure that you know he's ugly. And then once he became a full-on kind of more vampire, so he's not obviously he's still more monstrous as, but you know, whatever floats your boat, Chaz, man. It's all good. Dude. Listen, there's always been this weird thing that no matter how monstrous a vampire is, aside from from like I said earlier, Nasfratu mad creepy. Females have always been attracted to the monsters that are vampires. Yeah. Also, and, and- Putting and it that, or cutting aside because they never got ugly. And that weird uh, Dracula with the big white hairdo from Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> from the movie, at least. That's Remember? Gary Oldman. That's Gary Oldman. Oh, oh shit, that's, that's, yeah. yes. Totally forgot. This. James Gordon. <laughs> Fuck. Yo, it all comes together. I think Feige's yeah. pulling all the strings behind the scenes. <laughs> that's all him. Yeah. <laughs> when the fuck was Morbius created? Right, right, right. So let's dive into that, right? Because so obviously for everybody listening, right? Because his Morbius movie is about to come out. Even though it's getting already some bad reviews, we all had some at least some issues, concerns about it. We're going to support it anyway. So we've done our best to learn as much as we can about Morbius, which was not the easiest thing to do because, yeah, like Chess was alluding earlier, he's kind of a little bit all over the place. He hasn't had like a proper home. It's kind of weird to think, why are they making a movie out of him? Like, he hasn't even had a really strong solo book in, like... I was going to ask you guys about that. Like, do you guys think he's, like, a solid enough character to even base a movie on? It felt like someone was like, we have to use this property somehow. Yeah, I I don't think so. I think because like like you said, like they haven't even really used them solidly in the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think the film is the place to really attempt it. Although that being said, they pulled it off with Shang Chi though, right? Like Shang Chi hasn't been fair super solid in the books, and now fair in the enough. movies, I'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> Damn, so, yo, yo, Feige with the clutch exception to the rule. I gotta rewatch that. That shit was good. Yeah, oh yeah, facts. I was meaning to. Dragon Ball Z done right. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah, but well, but remember, but this isn't Feige though. Feige's not involved in this whatsoever. This, this is just freaking Sony one <laughs> one uh, by themselves. All right, so let's get into so just some of the his, some of the cool publication history, which is actually even more or just as interesting as his like actual story. Is that so? Because he appeared in Amazing Spider-Man one oh one that was came out in nineteen seventy one. Uh, it was created by Roy Thomas and and Gil Kane. Um, one of the cool things about that that makes it a little bit exciting is that this is actually also the first issue of Spider-Man, of Amazing Spider-Man, that wasn't written by Stan Lee. Yeah. So, so Stan Lee wrote the first 100 issues. Damn, that's and, awesome. Yo, and then passed the reins over to Roy Thomas, uh, who, you know, at that point also had been, you know, becoming an exceptional writer. And I think he was like an associate editor at Marvel at that point. And and I think he'd been talking to Stan Lee about like he wanting to use somebody like a Dracula type character. And Stan Lee was yeah. just like, I want a costume villain. And that's as much as input he gave. And so that led to him uh, creating Morbius and having him appear. Really, it was issues 101 and 102 that centered on Morbius. And and as we were talking about the amazing spider, the, the animated series. So one of the big things also that helped to change here is that so we have we've had for a long time. The Comics Code Authority, right? You know, for those, yep. you know, especially the young listeners and viewers out there uh, might not know is there's this regulation fucking system to, you know, limit what you can or can't show on comic books, right? You know, you apparently in those days, you couldn't show drugs. You couldn't. <laughs> they had a <laughs> ban on monsters, like straight up vampires were just banned on That's comic books. Wild. Like, that makes no sense. Like, why? Why? <laughs> so that's what they had banned. But they lifted, um, they changed the, the Codes Authority ban. And then I think at that point, Marvel started to break away from them. And this is one of their first issues that got published without the Comics Code Authority. And so which allowed them to finally bring vampires into the Marvel universe proper. And so that's how they came first with, with Morbius. Dude, the Comics Code Authority was so fucking oppressive that, like, you saw how, like, how suppressed people were when they let loose in the 80s and 90s with all those, like, the muscles had muscles and your pockets had pockets and everything was engorged and the breast to hip ratio was absolutely non, like, it made no sense. Yeah, like, shout out to Rob Liefeld. Yeah, Hell facts, yo. And Todd McFarlane, who, yo, those two dudes, like, they embodied the end of the Comic Code Authority. But, well, in a way, that makes Morbius pretty epic if you think about it, because, like, he's the first, like, I guess, big character creation post, like, 100% Stan Lee era. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then immediately trying to break freaking ground by going like, ooh, a vampire, right? And I'm Thanks. sure like all the kids are like, what the fuck? A vampire <laughs> shit, you know? And, and so exactly. So that's that's big. And and actually, we were mentioning right now Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, the 90s movie that we know. But apparently so also what Roy Thomas working with Gil Kane, the illustrator, actually drew Morbius uh, uh, with the likeness of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula's the, the first film, which came out in 1974, uh, that the, the actor back then was Jack Palanche. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Who I, I don't know. Do you, do you guys ever saw City Slickers when we were younger? Like the uh, Billy Crystal movie? I've yeah, heard of the movie. I think I saw it. I've uh, never what? seen it, but I did look um, who Jack Palanche was and his face. You see it in the, after you see the actor's face, you see the resemblance of the character in the comics. I was kind of shocked. 
he's like a striking dude and like maybe not in a good way <laughs> yeah exactly all right gentlemen are you ready for a riveting segment of the price is i let's do it let's, i'm ready let's dig into okay so we're talking about his first appearance amazing spider-man 101 now i'm on ebay which is the the universal metric for knowing how much shit is worth exactly i can't it's, find it's a legit governing body i can't yeah word i can't find like a good <laughs> quality one but i found like a 4.0 in cgc <laughs> for people that don't know CGC comics grading code or something there's a shit stain on it yeah <laughs> hey man i found a 3.5 uh, nobody ooh. has a good one right? that's Come nasty on. <laughs> Yo, oh, wait, would you, wait. Would you touch okay. a 3.5? Right. <laughs> I got a 7.0. I got it. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you I think an know. amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> that's a passing grade right there, because I don't know. <laughs> is worth that's amazing Spider-Man number 101, CGC 7.0. First Dang. appearance of Morbius the Living Vampire. Right. And for the people out there, right, for the CGC, right, that's actually so the certified guarantee company, which, you know, provide these values and, it, and, it, and it's a one to 10 scale or zero to 10 scale. Right. And so this is a what now again? Seven. Seven. All right, guys, you're going to have to forgive me. I should do my research beforehand. I just found a <laughs> 9.2 and oh, that, that qualifies whoa, as near damn. mint. All right, okay, this is it. This is it. This is the one. This is the one. That's it. Facts. Yo. I actually appreciate the live discovery because people get to see how many different types there are out there. It shit went from a 3.5 <laughs> yeah. to a 9.2. With a doo-doo stain on it. <laughs> all right, well, all right Yo, what do you guys that, think? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, that 9.2, y'all must say straight up. $75. Oh, I you broke out at least on my end a little bit right as there. As soon as he said the price. Yeah, as soon as you said the price, eBay. Let me, let me tell you, you if eBay thinks that price is high. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Miguel? I didn't hear your price, but so no, no, I'm, no, no. Oh, so I said two seventy five. Two seventy five. Two hundred seventy five dollars. Yep, straight up. Two hundred seventy five dollars. I'm gonna go with shit because it's. Remember, it's amazing Spider-Man. I don't know. Right. I don't color your. No, guess. no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm it's 101. It's not 100. Nah, but yeah, I'm thinking, look, look, when we did the werewolf, werewolf by night, that was 120K, though, right? Or something like that. And wait, was and, it? Yes, it was. Bro. It was older, now, you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, and, yeah, and no, that it's fairly. a few years younger, actually. The werewolf by night. It but was Morbius in 75 is nowhere or near Moon Knight, dude. Oh, Come Morbius on, is 1971. 71. Yeah, oh, 71. So it's it's older. No, you know what? I'm, I'm stepping oh, up. Wow. I'm gonna say a thousand flat. I'm gonna go. I'm it's near mint. I'm gonna go fucking you know, crazy here. I'm gonna say it's 50k. Oof. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, like right now. All right, Chaz was a lot closer. It's actually <laughs> four grand, so four racks ah, will get you an up. amazing Spider-Man number one hundred and one. Now let's guess on the lowest one. <laughs> what was it? The three point five? <laughs> oh, the, the doo-doo one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's gonna be like what <laughs> fifty bucks. I was gonna say the same thing. Fifty bucks. Let's check. Wait, what was it? Uh, as four point oh? No, three point five. Well, yeah, it was three point five, right? Uh, about a hundred and fifty bucks. Oh shit! Damn, yeah. damn. That's and then of course we have uh, 1992's Marvel Morbius: The Living Vampire number one. 
9.8 newsstand edition for those for for you kids that don't know you know what on that one comic books at newsstands i'm gonna say 10 racks straight up 10,000 i'm gonna go with with it's gonna be uh uh, one rack or solid rack what was your says 10,000 all right, and this one goes a lot closer. It's yes. about $250. What? Which was my original guess for his first appearance. That's weird. Holy it shit. It makes sense, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, I figured like his own ongoing would have been worth more. And it's weird. I was like, I see, but I think this really does go to show, right, with the character, you know, comparing it to Moon Knight, right? They came out a few years later. Moon Knight is in and of himself, a much cooler character, right? He's been loved and there's so many fans about him. Morbius, I don't think he has that kind of cult following. And if anything, I'm assuming mm-hmm. this this bump in price is probably yeah. because of the movie yeah. now or Thanks. something. And his Jared Leto bidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's him slowly driving up the price. Yo, driving the market Yo, he up. has the resources to do so. <laughs> right, I have a question for you guys. Um... Since I think that Morbius, aside from Dracula himself, was like uh, like the first big uh, vampire in comics, I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Was he responsible for the creation of Blade? Or was Blade like pre-Morbius, after? Like, was he his own thing? And then there were like, these naturally go together. You're actually getting ahead of us. But let's dive into that right now, actually. Because that is basically... Because at least during the research for the show about Morbius, I realized a lot of the cool things about Morbius is kind of what he's associated with, right? Like like Spider-Man a, a lot. And actually with Blade too, which blew me away that I did not know this history about Blade. So no, he he didn't create Blade. Like Blade has existed from, I think, either before he before Morbius. I think he might have existed. Actually, I, I should double, we should double check. I'm on it. Uh, but but the thing with Blade, right, because his story goes, right, that, you know, that he was born in somewhere in the UK or in England, right? And as he was being born, like his mom, his pregnant mom was like killed by uh, a, some, a vampire frost or something, which was, I think, played by uh, Stephen, whatever, Dorf, is it in the yeah. first in the first uh, movie? And but so that's that was where... Deacon Frost, no? Deacon Frost. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so that's how he was like half vampire, half human because of that kind of blood transfusion. Yeah. Apparently later in the 90s, uh, in a Spider-Man story, which was actually drawn by um, uh, John Romita Jr. I just revisited that issue. Morbius bites Blade. And then apparently because he was already half vampire and then, you know, uh, uh, Morbius uh, bite, gave him the abilities now to be a daywalker. So I basically removed any other vampire weaknesses that Blade had. And then, and so that's what I guess leveled him up in a way. So I had no idea. But I thought Blade was always a daywalker. Wasn't that like a shtick? Apparently not before that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Blade, uh, Blade is 1973. Ooh. So the 70s, all these like dark characters and shit coming out of Marvel. I'm going to go ahead and say that he was created partially because of Morbius. You know what I mean? Like a vampire has to be hunted. I get it. He was created as like a Spider-Man villain, but they were like, yo, we got a vampire. Let's make a vampire hunter. Because he was created by Marvel, right? Right. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't one of those that like he was created by a different publication and then they got bought up. Like if they were created within like two to three years of each other, like we might have gotten Blade because of Morbius. 
Where, and it's not deviate too much, but about Blade right. very quickly. It says right. here that Blade was retroactively, this is according to Wikipedia, Blade was retroactively established to be a Dampir. For those mm-hmm. that don't know, that's a hybrid that can walk in the day following his adaptation in the Spider-Man animated series. I remember that. That was that shit was dope. It was mad epic. So see, so all of that then was written into comic book canon by that bite by Morbius in that uh, mm. Peter Parker Spider-Man uh, run. Uh, and so so that's changed Blade in a way that, I, you know, I you know, we all grew up with Blade being that kind of daywalker guy you know vampire yeah, hunter so it's like who knew morbius was that freaking tied to that well That's and actually now that we're on the topic of blade before we go we're gonna dive into the origins of, of morbius in a second too but i think another cool easter egg that i found out about this i don't know i feel like maybe rod might have known this but did you guys know that uh there's a deleted scene for the ending of blade one that actually sets up morbius Yo. I'm looking for that right now. I've heard about it briefly, but it's like, how would they even make it work? Is it one of those where like he's like just a, a regular doctor and they mention him? Or is it like Michael Morbius? I saw the clip. I saw the clip it, and it's very cheesy. It's very silly. Oh, so shit. This, it's out there. Yeah, uh, it's out damn, there. I gotta I, see this. I'll share it. I'll share it. So, <laughs> but it's super silly. It's kind of similar to the real ending, you know, because after, you know, he defeats Frost and climbs up uh, to the ceiling, to the roof yeah. of the building. Uh, uh, there's this dialogue that he has with I don't remember what the character the actress's name was something about like I'm gonna I'm gonna cure you and Blade's like no like there's still a war going on <laughs> exactly <laughs> you remember that and then at, what happened in the deleted scene is that the actress tells him like oh you know but you're on like right now and then they point to the side and they have this dark covered guy in a, in a rooftop standing looking at him and then just walks away and then that's it and <laughs> He looks a little like Morbius, like he's like the like the look he has in the 90s in the Midnight Suns storylines that we'll mention. Uh, And so he, you know, we almost had fucking Morbius in Blade 2. Yo, the proto MCU. Yeah, New Line Cinema. Shout out to New Line Cinema. What happened to New Line Cinema? Every time I see that intro, I just think about Mortal Kombat and like the film. Or Blade. <laughs> yeah, facts. Because when it goes hour. red. Ah, yes. Yeah, Yo, Fucking Rush Blade hour. Cinema was wavy. Son. Yo, right. and what's crazy about this, like, think about it that, you know, Blade 2 is arguably the best Blade movie, right? And it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, right? Mi Paisano. Mm-hmm. My so good. So freaking good. Imagine him writing Morbius, you know, you know directing him. And did he do Hellboy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Guillermo del Toro did one and two, right? Yeah, or just yeah, yeah. two, just no, both. No, no, both. He did imagine, both. Imagine if that man would have did Morbius, just like Miguel saying, "Oh my god, bro!" Yeah. No, remember when he was tied to Justice League Dark? Oh. I feel like that would have been just like a jizz fest. I mean, Justice League Dark is still happening, but I don't know if <laughs> yeah, he's still jizz involved. Fest. Yo, <laughs> a festival of jizz. <laughs> yeah. That's some Brazil shit. Shout out to Brazil. <laughs> Brazil door show. <laughs> like Guillermo del Toro can do some good creepy stuff. You know, we've seen the Hellboy films. He did Pacific Rim too. He and some Gotta of his own that. was Pan's Labyrinth and the the something of water, the scent. Yo, of Pacific water or Rim was dope, by the way. Pacific Rim was dope. Great films, mm-hmm. and we could have had Morbius in Guillermo del Toro's hands. He didn't do the sequel though, right? He didn't do the third film, no. Oh, wait, he did the second, too? Yeah, yeah. Guillermo del oh. Toro, no, he only did the second film. The first one was someone else. Oh, okay, I got to I gotta watch that second one, then, because the first one was pretty dope. 
Actually, the second film was directed by Stephen Norrington, who actually he himself was Morbius in that scene. Like he dressed up himself as Morbius just just to have the fuck up. Damn. Damn. Some full circle shit. That's crazy. Pepe Sylvia. (laughs) Thanks. And what's crazy to think is this would have happened if this would have happened. It would have been before even a live action Spider-Man. Because remember, Blade predates that. Word it. He was like the first, like, okay, before Blade, was there a, like, high-end comic book movie that, like, hit those notes? Because he was the first, no, of, like... Of the Marvel wave, yeah. He was the first. A lot of people give X-Men. I see it on Instagram all the time. X-Men. I'm like, nope, Blade. 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 Wesley motherfucking Snipes. (laughs) And now it's all going to become crushing down with Jared Leto. All right. And well, and now exactly now that we've been talking about, we would have seen the origin of Morbius in Blade 2 by Guillermo del Toro, but we didn't. We're going to see it right now this week with Jared Leto. Let's talk a little bit right now about what is his origin? Who the hell is Morbius? Why do we care? Right? Why are they making a exactly. film out of him? All right. So in brief, so his story basically is that so that he, he he's Greek. He grew up, you know, in Greece, you know, with a single mother or something. And he was very sick from a young age. He had this like degenerative blood disease. They never really name it. It's unclear exactly what it may be. It might be a mix of all the blood. Diseases. I noticed that like in a bunch of the shit I read, it always said he was had a blood disease. Straight blood up. That's disease. all I read. <laughs> yeah. The way they describe it is that it basically kind of seems he has like no immune system and very Damn. weak bones and like anything can kill him almost immediately. And so. He grew up a little shelter, like they didn't allow him to go out and run and play. And those kinds of, and apparently too, this blood disease made him ugly. Like as I said, <laughs> they describe them always. What as is ugly. this disease? It makes you <laughs> ugly and it wipes out your Yo. immune system. But like as a good COVID. recluse. <laughs> COVID. Yeah, Damn, the OG yo. COVID. COVID would have taken out Morbius OD. Hell yes. Um, and Bob, but you know what he ended up doing, if he can't go out, can't have fun and beautiful grease and shit, you know, he got, he dove into books and he, apparently he was really smart. And then, so he became, he got like an, an MD. So he's a doctor in hematology, which is you know, the science of study of blood and blood forming organs and blood diseases and a PhD in biochemistry. Yeah, exactly. So he's an MD PhD in biology, <laughs> <Dang>. biochemistry. <laughs> So he's smart. He, he's smart, right? And on top of that, actually, he also won a Nobel Prize. So he's a Nobel laureate. Yo. How? Okay. Okay. All right. My God. All right. You're a doctor of one discipline. Like, how does that work to become a multiple doctor? Well, MD PhDs are actually not like super uncommon. Like, you know, PhDs are a little uncommon in terms of. The population wise, but MD PhDs are actually uh, a thing, you know. So, so, but also that won a Nobel Peace Prize. That's a bit, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now, thanks to Jared Leto, also wickedly handsome. So, all these things, and you're the man. Yo, that's gonna be the biggest retcon of for the movie, you know, freaking Nana. Like, Leto was like, ugly Nana, fuck that shit. Gotta have my face. (laughs) 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 And oh, by the way, um, Props to this movie's advertising. I hope that type of poster they did. I don't know if people have seen it like online or whatever. That like uh, animated shit. I hope that starts to wave, dude, because shit. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I'm like, I hope we see that more often all over the place. I want animated posters for movies. 
Yes, exactly. So for people who might not know, they have this big ass poster. I think it, I don't know if other, you know, probably LA they had it here in New York, right? Where it's 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 just his regular self, like Morbius, as in, and then like you see the claws go in and rip the poster aside, and then we see Morbius, the vampire, the living vampire, come out. And so, which is actually a pretty cool poster. But I'm worried that that's the coolest thing from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was the thinking poster. that. I'm mad that you said that. I was just thinking that. That's the best thing, man. All right, so continuing on with this story right so this is all who is background right and so obviously with his scientific skills and whatnot he wants to cure himself because apparently he's getting so much sicker that he's yeah. gonna die and this is when then it gets comic book goodness 70s you know in the moment where mm-hmm. um i guess because of desperation of trying not having the time he him and his close close childhood friend who's like a brother to him you know emil niklos who's been you know nikos who's been in since they were little kids together um and he was a scientist too you know so all right that's of course lucky <laughs> that's, that's a good yeah. neighborhood a good school exactly. system they went in to fucking greece <laughs> oh um they tried to help him and so they ended up getting for some reason on like a, a freighter like a boat to be out in the middle of nowhere to run these experiments on himself to try to cure himself because there was no time to really do proper science and test and all that kind of stuff and Obviously, just be, why not? And then the treatment involved, the experiment involved mixing vampire bats with electroshock therapy. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. <laughs> so, and like, as, as one would, of course, get to after years of experimentation and research, which we're definitely going to get that, uh, what do you call that montage of little studying with the board and experimenting and looking mad handsome at different yeah. things and coming <laughs> to the conclusion that it's bats that are going to cure his blood disease. <laughs> yeah, very similar to DC's Dr. Kirk Langstrom, the man bat. And, and I, I feel ah, like this movie nice. is going to be kind of, it's also like, like funny how he went from like, you know, a Batman universe to now being a like a Batman, so to speak, of like Ooh. Marvel and shit. Speak your truth, bro. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Yo, actually, when did that? When did Man Bat come into you know the comic books? So, like, is it must have been after Morbius, right? Especially if, if they had the Comics Authority code, which actually fun fact too. Like, when I was looking into this. So Marvel seventy. Oh shit. Oh oh, oh shit. a year before. Never mind. Again, this Marvel DC thing where they're oh, they're a mirror of one another. It's fucking crazy. Oh. So basically. Are Man Bat and Morbius the Deathstroke and Deadpool of the vampire world? Yeah, the difference I would say is Man Bat's like more straight up like a, a Man Bat, right? Like, <laughs> Morbius is a vampire. Like, yeah. they look differently. But he flies and looks bad-ish. You know what I'm saying? I just think that, like, I think that uh, DC tried to incorporate like a Wolfman aspect and use a bat instead. You know what I mean? Like, instead of like a werewolf, he's like a Wolfman, but he's a bat, Man Bat. But their origins, like, well, they share a lot of aesthetics, you know, both scientists, mm-hmm. chemical. Yeah, yada, trying to yada, cure yada. some shit. Yeah. 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 And so whack it to the convict origin. So because that's and the cool thing that we will give credit, I think, to Roy Thomas, what he was trying to do, right, was create this one thing. He didn't want to create a vampire that's based off of like classic, you know, uh, method, you know, the magic stuff. Right. And curse. And so it was like, this is why he's called a living vampire. Right. Because the experiment obviously goes wrong or will not goes wrong. It probably goes as, as it's supposed to do because they didn't test it or anything. And he becomes a vampire through science. Right. So not 
through some other bat, you know, vampire biting him or anything yeah. like that. So he's not undead, right? So, so what ends up happening and what makes it kind of interesting, I do think Morbius for me, at least doing this work was like, I, he was cool at the very beginning when they introduced him. It was a very interesting character. Also, when you think about the times, like it's the seventies um, and, and like, they've never seen vampires in comic books before. Right. And then you get this new one that's going toe to toe with Spider-Man and the lizard at the same time and holding Damn. his own. Like it's fucking dope. Cause that's what happens in the first story. Once he becomes um, Morbius, he is um, he has this kind of very Hulk type thing that when he's overrun by the thirst to get blood, he loses his shit. And he that friend I mentioned, Emil, uh, his childhood friend, he straight up killed him. He was the first person he killed wow. after he became Morbius because he bit him and suck all his blood. And then he has to bear that cross. So it isn't forever now. Yeah. And so the different thing with Hulk, right, you know, where it's a clear split and that kind of stuff is like same when Morbius, as soon as his, you know, appetite for blood is calmed down, he's back to being more rational. And he, exactly like when he saw what he did to his best friend, he was like, you know, torn by that. Right. Like fucking the guilt. And you can think these crazy 70s comic books with all the exposition of like, oh, no, my guilt, you know, facts. <laughs> It seems like the only scientist to get like a non-shitty deal back then was Spider-Man. He got bit by Spider, by Spider, by Spider, and thus was lit. <laughs> yeah. Except for all like the just the personal hardships that he suffered. Yeah, yeah. But aside from like, but within like the realm of becoming like a character, quote unquote, he got brolic and got epic spider powers. Every other like highly educated person got fucked over. The Hulk, the Connors, wait, Doctor Banner, Doctor Connors, Doctor Doctor Morbius, <laughs> fucking like like they all got fucked over except for Peter Parker, Doc Ock, right? Do- Word, I don't. Yo, Doc real Ock quick, TV. yeah, I rewatched Snow Way Home. God damn, like yo, okay. Nowadays, there's so many movies that I rarely will rewatch on Marvel flick. Again, I got to rewatch Shang-Chi at least because that one was so good. But this one, you obviously, is a mandatory rewatch. God damn, they nailed that one. Yo, mandatory, man. Shit. Mandatory. It's the best. Speaking of which, wasn't there like, uh, I think it was uh, the God King himself, Leto, got quoted saying um, that there is a Spider-Man in that universe? Or was it the director? I think Leto. Or, or and, both, and in, and in one point. of the promos, one of the very first promos, he's like, "There's a web of possibilities." I'm like, "Jared Leto, you bastard! Fuck, stop teasing <laughs> Andrew me." Andrew Garfield, it's gonna be Andrew Garfield. <gasps> that would be very imagine? cool. That would That'd be very be cool. Wavy, but it'll be super confusing because at least from what we've seen from the trailer, is that Let's we've go seen with it. they have a poster of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man on the wall, and we see freaking Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes Vulture from Tom Holland's Spider. So who the fuck knows what's gonna I, happen? I saw an article. I didn't click it, but it said that that was all promo stuff, and it's not actually in the film. Do you guys <sighs> hear about this? No. Nah. Damn it! I hate it when they do that. I hate fake shit. That'd be weird, but I don't know if it's just some some late night Instagram shit. But nah, it, it that'd, be, not, that'd be too. Nah. Yo, be but weird. also remember, also remember, yo, the scale of the upcoming Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness can straight up just by the route of fuckery put Andrew Garfield into that universe and make Tobey Maguire's universe some other universe. Right, but this movie's coming up before that, though, so it's kind of hard to explain. Damn, you know, fuck, like, you're right. Damn shit, it. Like, yeah. uh, Damn it. And I want, I want like minimal Sony tampering with MCU, just because 
like even like the way Tom Hardy left like a little slime piece of symbiote, like he kind of infected the MCU with like Sony's disorganization. And you know, I feel like <laughs> it was a manifestation of it. Like, oh, get that shit out of here. Allegory as fuck. <laughs> Yo, imagine like not even Kevin Feige knew. Like once he saw that scene, he's like, wait, what? How did that happen? How did that? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. He's like, shit, now we got to deal with it. <laughs> Damn, yo. But I mean, like, do you guys think that we'll get a Spider-Man in Morbius like that straight up? I don't think so. I don't know, man. And if anything, I would have liked it to happen like it happened in the book, actually, I think, which was cool because this is how Morbius got introduced that what ended up happening. It was like two stories parallel in those 101, 102 issues uh, uh, from Amazing Spider-Man was that Spider-Man had recently taken some serum or something that made him into like had the six arms. <laughs> I remember that from the cartoon, but didn't I think it was just what like an evolution of like him getting bit because that was like when Craven was trying to hunt him or some crazy shit like that. Well, I don't remember what it was in the cartoon, but in the comic, they crossed over with the X Men cartoon for that story, right? Yeah, Yeah, because he's wondering if he was a mutant or some shit. Yep, (laughs) classic. And so in the because in the comic book, he had just gone through that transformation and he, he reaches out to Kurt Connors to be like, could you help me, you know, figure this shit out? And then at that same time, because after Morbius killed Emil, um, he had his also his fiance was on the boat too, Martine Bancroft, uh, who he she will be in the film in the movie, too. And he decides to escape because right? he's afraid he's going to kill her, too, and ends up like going as a stowaway on another fucking boat kills the people on the boat when he gets hungry and it has guilt and shit and ends up arriving in like New York, like I think Long Island or something and ends up going to the lab that Connor, Kurt Connors had at the same time where Spider-Man is arriving to try to experiment on himself to cure himself. And so that's kind of how the three meet. And then they have this battle between themselves. And apparently, because then uh, Morbius bites Kurt Connors transformed as the lizard Damn. And he, the lizard transforms back after his bite. And so they're like, oh, shit, there's something about Morbian's blood that can cure us, which ends up being what happens. That's how Spider-Man gets rid of the arms. He's able to capture Morbius, get his blood, and then science <laughs> it into a serum. Man, unsanitary blood swapping and genetic shit. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> nah, like, whatever, yo, man. Fuck yo, it. A, fight, a fight between Peter Parker fucking Connors and Morbius is the most genetically altered match I've ever heard in my life. Like all <laughs> accidental shit, except Connors. His shit was on purpose, right? Like he was trying to regrow his arm because of a reptile. And then it just so happens that he took it a step too far. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they all kind of right. took it a step too far, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's, that's the story. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how we got introduced with him, with the Morbius. Like, who would actually win like a lizard, a spider or a, a, a bat? I'd say a lizard. I guess it depends. Depends on the spider, the, no? Yeah, like, the is, is it a venomous spider? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, or a, a, <laughs> a bad probably can just grab something and just, like, drop it. I don't know. Shit. Yeah, yeah, but, but to, to theorize a little bit more about, like, is there Spider-Man? I know we still haven't seen this shit yet. But obviously, they're trying to create a shared universe, right? We have Venom, Morbius, Cravens in the pipeline. They're obviously going to have to eventually interact with uh, Spider-Man. And then like in the uh, end scene of No Way Home, Eddie Brock is like, uh, or the symbiote is like, we must visit this Peter Parker, whatever. So yeah. like, I'm that thinking, was a good impression, by the way. Thank you. I'm thinking like, 
maybe this is where you start your Miles Morales story. Maybe like Ooh. out of this universe, like, okay, Peter Parker's all complicated. They already jizzed all over the audience in No Way Home. How about we just throw <laughs> a brand new, and how cool would that be to have like Miles Morales in this kind of like, at least aesthetically darker Marvel universe? Racist. Uh, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, because I, I guess aesthetically darker, but it's still like at, at heart cheesy. Yeah, and yeah like, I know. Nah, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I like the idea, but I'm just worried because they, they haven't executed anything well, you know, really on their own. Like, the Venom films are like, uh, yeah, you know, True nah. Miles doesn't deserve that. If anything, like, what if he play? saves it? But Ooh. damn, oh, I mean, damn, but fuck. And it's and I think then by saying that they can't go back on like yeah th- there's a Spider Man like they have to do something now I just don't want them like to use up you know what I mean like fuck because like he could save it but what if then it's a shitty Miles movie or something like that you know what yeah. I mean like fuck because even like as we were saying right now right with Shang Chi with Morbius given the background that he has that it's you know he hasn't had like proper really solo books that have been either really good they can do really a lot with them and I think. They gave already like some interesting stuff, you know, where he basically becomes a vigilante, you know, and I mean, I'm sorry, an anti-hero, you know, he's not really, you know, um, over the time in his stories because he's first like a villain against Spider-Man, but he's like this twisted, you know, kind of like a Mr. Freeze thing, right? Like it's not, it's not to say he's evil per se. I was going to say kind of like Venom. Well, no, Venom was straight up evil. Like at the beginning, he was, he was. Yeah, but he had a book eventually, remember? That he was like protecting a neighborhood and shit. Like, oh yeah, but eventually, eventually, yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. But I feel like from the very beginning, like Morbius with the whole guilt thing of he can't control his stuff, right? Yeah, it, yeah. And then he kills, and then he doesn't want to, and he's trying to cure himself, and it's like, it's like I feel that that complex kind of like back and forth, like it might be an interesting story if done kind of right. Uh, but like I said, like they haven't done it right in the books really for a long time. It's like, why is the film gonna be? Yeah, I've never read a Morbius comic. Damn. Except like his appearance in the Ultimate Universe. And, you know, we read that whole fucking run. Amazing. Brian Michael Bendis, Ultimate Spider-Man. It uh, doesn't get better than that. So I know, I know in that universe, at least, he was like a true vampire. Oh, I remember yeah. that that whole storyline was cool. That's where they brought in all those Midnight Suns characters, like Moon Knight and Blade and all these fucking badass. Iron Fist. All these cool characters. In the Ultimate Universe, really? Yeah. And the Ultimate... Um, in the ultimate version, you know, in the ultimate universe, Spider-Man was like a universe carrying book. So in the ultimate universe, there weren't many titles. So a lot of like Marvel shit, epic character introductions would happen within the context of this ultimate Spider-Man book. So in the ultimate universe, they kind of consolidated all these decades of, of Marvel 616 proper storylines and character introductions into this like condensed modernized format. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so they just threw the kitchen sink in that ultimate Spider-Man uh, story where it was just all these Midnight Suns. Oh, and yeah, Chez, you mentioned, like, who are they? It's funny. I, yeah. I, I just know them as, like, a team. I've never really, like... They're, like, the Marvel version of, like, the Justice League Dark, right? Mm, sort of. So I actually, I read right now, like, right, the, the original one from the, from the M, from Marvel 616, which was actually, that's when Morbius got cool. So because right, he came out in 71, it wasn't until freaking 1992 that he had, had he had his solo book in Morbius the Living Vampire that it came out out of this initiative called The Rise of the Midnight Suns, which um, I didn't read it in the 90s, you know, when it was coming out or anything like that. I remember seeing of it, 
But once I read it right now, it's actually pretty freaking cool because it's like super 90s, like intense, like extreme yes. stuff. And, and it's pri primarily led by a ghostwriter book that was drawn. It was written by Howard Mackey and illustrated by Andy Kubert, which is he's like one of my freaking favorite. Like he's, yeah. he's my favorite Kubert for sure. And he's one of the <laughs> best men. And in the 90s, he was killing it because he's doing I read his ghostwriter. Uh, and it's just so cool. Ghostwriter, like with the letter fucking you know, jacket, the bike, the fucking head. And it's and they have technically two ghostwriters. It's Johnny Blaze is uh, there, the original ghostwriter but he's not ghostwriter anymore, but he's still just like a long hair badass on a bike. Epic as fuck. <laughs> yes. And then we have Danny Ketch, which is a new ghostwriter. And so that whole story is about Lilith, like the a mother of demons is coming back and is going to bring all her sons together and, and, you know, destroy the world. Right. And so Dr. Strange brings together this group of the nine uh, which are these basically these supernatural uh, uh, vigilantes basically in the Marvel universe together as a team to stop Lilith. And so in that team, it's like Danny Ketch, Ghostwriter, Johnny Blaze. It's also Blade with the Night Stalkers, uh, which was ah, his. Everybody that's awesome. Yo, exactly. Word. I'm just hearing Miguel say the word awesome over and, and over. And, and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, was awesome, Isaac, awesome, Oscar awesome. Isaac is like, oh, you know, quoted as I would love to do a Midnight Suns kind of story. But, yeah, but very <laughs> quickly, now you mention it. So this Ghost Rider and Blaze, Spirits of Vengeance number six, right? It has Venom on the cover. If you guys like look this shit up on Google. Yo, I had this poster in my room for years and I would just stare at it like in awe of how fucking awesome, cool and dark it was. And the way, like, the, the colors on it, it's fucking amazing. Yes. Like, like if there's a character, I mean, we've been talking about Venom a lot. If there's a character that really embodies 90s Marvel, it's fucking Venom. Mad and gorged and long-tongued for no reason. Yeah, like, with his yeah. grin and all anti-heroed out. Yo, and he's eating out. brains, right, during that time, too. Facts. Straight up eating people. Fuck. <laughs> Because that's also what the, during this event. So that's those are the main people who were the Midnight Suns, you know, and with the Night Stalkers, it had Blade and uh, Ryan Reynolds character and Blade three, which is Hannibal, Han King. Hannibal King. Exactly. Uh, and so and it's Morbius, too. And so this is what led more and people who who fuck with the Darkhold, you know, which you guys that magical book that, you know, came out at the end of WandaVision. Yeah, uh, and like it a was grimoire, some shit exactly. Like that. And it was used a lot in actually Agents of Shield too. With mm. when Ghost Rider was introduced in Agents of Shield, which was epic too. The Robbie Ray is a Ghost Rider. Um, so so that's the Midnight Suns, and that's kind of when Morbius. Honestly, I think that's when he got like this next a uh, 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 peak of awesomeness. Uh, just because then he changed his outfit to this very like '90s black and like tattered. Uh, 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 what he say? Uh, cape. Yes. Uh, and so he looked cool and he also got leveled up in his powers, actually, too. Um, uh, one of Lilith's demons put some of his blood in a serum that was going to try to kill Morbius, but actually gave him more powers. And so he got pretty cool. And then at that point, Ghost Rider told him, like, you can't kill the innocent anymore or I'm going to fuck with you. And Morbius was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm only going to eat, drink the blood of the guilty. And Ghost Rider was like, all right, cool. You, you nice. go do that. That and so then, is Lilith yeah. a, a mutant? Because I remember her nah, being heavy. It, wasn't she heavily featured in that uh, X Force Necrotia? She was like the main villain in that shit. That's the only time I've. That was Celine, no? Oh, okay, okay. I'm confusing right. my epic vampire. Isn't one. Lilith usually yeah, like one of those like ancient like biblical figures and shit, like the other other Eve? Aha! Uh -huh. Exactly. Shout yeah. out to uh, Crimson. 
Humberto Ramos. Yes. Do our show, man. Cliffhanger. OD. Shit, yo. yo. One of the best comic runs ever. Some of the best animation on the planet. Go look man. that shit up. But yeah, um, also, yeah, um, she was a prominent figure in that story. She's always portrayed as like the like one of God's first or whatever, like the mother of all demons or some shit. So now imagine Ghostwriter and Morbius like going Fuck. up against her in the 90s with, you know, drawn by Andy Kuber. Like, it was pretty fucking cool, man. And so that's when led, you know, led to Morbius having his longest issue run. He had 32 issues from 92 to 95. Uh, but actually, regret I haven't read any, only the first issue because the other than that, that's the only thing that's on Marvel Unlimited of that run. I'm like, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah, but they Damn. have all the new ones, and I skim some of the new runs, and they're not, they're not good. Like I don't know, like it's just, they're all the same. All the stories that they've done with Morbius ever since after the '90s too, it's all about him trying to cure himself. Like, and that's it. And it's just like, and going through shitty means. That that's like his like ultimate goal is just like to get rid of what's going on with him. But I think like depending on where they go from here, whether it sucks or not, they can use him as like unfortunately it's him because that's just what they went with first, as like the linchpin for like the paranormal section of the Marvel verse. Because now we got Blade. Hopefully that was him at the end of the Eternals with the uh, Marshall Ali and um John Snow. Um Who's whose actual name? I forgot what's his name. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's valid though. What Dane Whitney? <laughs> he, he is or... John Snow. Yeah, yeah, no, he's John. And, and, and now he's Snow. like a Mar he's gonna be a Marvelized John yeah, Snow. Uh, Kit Harrington. Black Knight, right? Yeah, Kit Harrington as Black Knight. Like, look at that. Yo, we got all these characters going. They could definitely bring in Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. Fuck casting someone else. And or Nicolas Cage. No, 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 no. Like just Joe, just bring in Robbie Reyes, like straight up. Or they could use um that's the first time on this show a Nicolas Cage has been denied. <laughs> Yo, first no, no, time no, no, on this no, show. Time. Not as the prominent one. Bring <laughs> him in as like as the OG one, what the old Damn. guy was to him. You know what I mean? In the Ghost Rider movie. Like he should be the, the, the mentor. In in Agents of Shield, which I highly recommend, it's on Disney Plus now. You should watch it. When Robbie Reyes becomes Ghost Rider, all that they show is that, uh, you know, he almost dies in a car accident. The Samaritan. And a, exactly. The Samaritan, a Ghost Rider, approaches him and basically makes him Ghost Rider. But we don't see him, right? We just hear like a bike. Yeah, we up. don't see Nicolas Cage. Okay, I, I get yeah. it. So <laughs> it's like it can happen. And yeah, exactly. Tinfoil moment. You know, there's actually some yes. rumors that Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider may appear in Multiverse of no Madness. No way. <laughs> I doubt nah, it. I nah, doubt nah, it. Nah. That's damn. That's too epic. See, I'll Yo. take that. I'll take, but you see, like, I don't want him back as the prominent ghostwriter, but they could definitely bring him in as like a mentor to Robbie Reyes. I mean, of course, it'll be a passing of the torch. That's yeah, a facts. But would you want Jared Leto's Morbius, even though we haven't seen him messing around with, you know, Jon Snow's, you know, Black Knight, Black Knight. and, and Blade? It depends really? on Kevin Feige. He's going to watch Morbius and be like, nah. I don't want my guys or, in this or, shit. In or, this shit show. or, or, or there could be like, nah, fuck that universe, but we'll use the character in the MCU though. You now, because I mean? of the multiverse, you're right. Exactly. It, yeah. Cause you never know. Cause the effects, um, damn. Cause I was actually right. excited about the effects. And you mentioned early on in the show that the effects kind of suck. Which, we haven't seen it. We have, we haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. So we could judge it. Yeah, so, it's a rumors. Which I mean, we also got to see how, how they use his powers. Cause from what I've seen, um, he has flight, 
We don't see how he feeds, but we're assuming it's mouth based, not <laughs> hand based. Hopefully. <laughs> and he's always been referred to as a like what a psionic vampire. So who knows how like they're gonna do like the mind control shit. Cause the flight looks pretty dope. Right, exactly. It's like, and so like, right, because in terms of his powers are pretty straightforward, you know, uh, classic vampire stuff, but without the weaknesses of a typical vampire, right, as you're saying, right, so he can sort of fly and does this weird thing, it's called um, transvection is what they call it. That he can uh, he can use the wind to like navigate wind currents to move his body because his bones are hollowed. hollowed, And so... All right, cool, dude. Cool, cool. <laughs> sure. So, okay. I mean, we kind of saw that in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. We've seen that, and he has strength. He has super speed. He also has accelerated healing. Um, not Wolverine level healing, but you know, it's it's still pretty good. And like night vision, echolocation, that kind of stuff. And so that it's cool. And and so even if you're thinking about it, back in the day when he got introduced, like he's holding his own against Spider Man and the and 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 the lizard. And then in his next appearance that followed that, he actually went toe-to-toe basically with Spider-Man, Human Torch, and the X-Men. And he was able to do it. You know, so it's like, this guy has, is powerful, no? Like, he, he, he can hold his own. And he's unlockable in Ultimate Alliance uh, 3. Which oh, we yeah, should... I was going to ask you about that. There's like a whole Midnight Suns, like, little uh, DLC. I mean, the game is not great, but the, at least it's probably better than the Avengers for PlayStation. Oh, it's 4 way better. Dude, it's, it's way better. It's way better. Yeah, but um, about that, um, what's the name of the DLC again? It, oh, no, Curse uh, of the Curse of the, yeah, Curse of right? the Vampire, right? Yeah. Like is, it, is it like that he's the main villain or... Because I was thinking about jumping into that one. They don't have... Sto- I don't think they have yet. stories. I think it's just you just unlock the fight gauntlets and unlock them. No, I think there they are stories. They, they are, are? Like, yeah, it's a, it's another yeah. mini stories. And also because I, I I was actually trying to play the Fantastic Four one, but you have to pass the first ones first before you go to that yeah, one. Yeah, I was mad. How like yeah. fuck? I want to get straight to that one. Because <laughs> apparently there's a story that kind of connects it, and so that's why you have to pass them. So it's like, all right, I guess. Yeah, but so I'm not I don't think Morbius is a villain in that story. He's probably just another like yeah, yeah. probably help him or some shit. Yeah, is that one after like the main story, or is there like another DLC before that one? No, I think that's the main, the, that's the one right one. after. Uh huh. Oh, and then the second one is Rise of the Phoenix, and then and then the Fantastic Four one. Yo, let's fucking pass his game so I can fucking access that shit. Because if Yo. the three of us play together, we'll pass it quicker. And since we're on the topic of video games, very quickly, uh, his the first time I saw him in a video game was Maximum Carnage on Super Nintendo with the he red was cartridge. And ah, he just like hit a button and he just jumps out and doesn't move and dips. He's one of those helper <laughs> yeah. limited animation characters. And actually, because with that, it, it, too, like, you know, we've been saying, like, the only cool time really for Morbius is right when he came out. So if you guys are, if, if people listening and watching, if you're curious about to read Morbius, right, we recommend reading these first issues of Amazing Spider-Man 101 and 102, and then Marvel Team Up 1 through 3. And then basically you can just wait and then read his <laughs> 90s run. And then basically read anytime he appears in the Spider-Man stories in the 90s, which one of them he was heavily used in the Maximum Carnage event, which was like, come on, it's like 90s at its best. You know, like it's all these heroes, Venom, Cloak and Dagger and and Morbius. They had a show. Yes, Cloak and Dagger had a show. I never saw that. (laughs) Did you watch it, Rod? I think. Yeah. How was it? It's not bad. It's free form or some shit, right? It's not bad. Better than Titan. Free form. Damn, better than Titan. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yo, t- oh my god. Don't let's let's, let's not even go there, man. Titans <laughs> is a disgrace. Oh. Fuck. 
And I'm Everything. curious, like, is Benham, are the Benham films better than Titans, the series, the seasons? Oh, yeah, word. Like, I, I have, still haven't watched them, Rod. So if, where if, Morbius yeah. is going to fall in there? In that or group. the Venom films? Yeah. If you tell me that they're better than Titans, I will watch them shits, finally. Wait, wait, wait. You guys had, Miguel, you saw Venom. I saw Venom, I yeah. I haven't yeah, seen I, I saw the first Venom. You saw the first Venom film too, right, Rod? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Is saw, it better you, than Titans? Season, not, Titans season one is better than Venom. Yes. What about season two? I'd say season two is still better. Yeah. Titan season two is better than Venom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is how we rank it. But then season three, Venom. I don't is know. Four, yeah. Damn. That's true. Equi- equi- damn. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, if man. anything, if I had to, I probably would give it to Venom compared to season three. I think ah. if I had to. Just by a Damn. little bit. I think I'm, I can't separate myself from the DC characters. I love seeing them, even if they're in shit shows. So I, maybe I would still go with Titans. Because Venom, like, I'm not crazy. I mean, he's always been a cool character, but I'm not, like, a major fan. Facts. Facts. Damn. Right. Well, and with the yeah, exact. And so now, but, you know, and, and that's what's crazy, right? Because we're getting at least Venom. Venom at least has a strong fucking following. You know, you, maybe you're not a big fan, but come on. Some people are huge fans of Venom. He's had wonderful, success, uh, uh, successful books. But Morbius, though, right? And like Sony, this is why I don't trust Sony, right? Because Sony's giving us Morbius. And then right after that, we're going to get the Craven the Hunter movie, which is like, I guess, like he, Craven hasn't had his own book really. And like he's been cool in, in, because they're cool. Hasn't he had a book? I thought he, I thought he's had a book before, right? There's been a Craven book. Probably like, if anything, it was like a mini series, but I don't remember. He's always just been in Spider Man stories, you know, like, and all these characters are cool. Because they're with Spider-Man, you know, like just by themselves. Yeah, it's because Sony has like a package of characters. Uh, just based off of capitalism, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that there's been a Craven book, even if short-lived. They tried it. <laughs> I wonder I who else. So. Gonna, I wonder who else Sony's gonna do. No, and the have, next have film they, that they're they also it? doing is the Madame Webb film too, which is like okay. Hmm. Yo, they're I guess. Okay, they are reaching with what she's they cool got. though. I think she's a cool one, but also very quick. Also, um, Ultimate Spider-Man number ninety-five. Uh, I forget which volume this falls into, but it's right near issue number 100 for Ultimate Spider-Man. That's when you get Morbius' first appearance. Drawn by my guy, Michael Bailey. In uh, in the Ultimate Universe. The Ultimate Universe. Ah, yeah, dale, dale. Okay, all right. Facts. Dudes, all we could do is hope for the best, yo. Let's see how it goes. Come on, Jared Leto. I know, Thanks right? Like, I, don't, I, I was like, I was wondering, like, I, I was hoping that this was going to make me more excited to watch the movie after de- doing this deep dive and reading some of the Morbius books. But like, <laughs> You're discouraged. I'm like, uh, yeah, man. Damn, the, you know, I- wait for it to drop digital. Damn. <laughs> and not just drop digital. Drop digital when I'm on a flight. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's All right. Just one last, one, one last comment to talk about. Like, this is why, like, because one, one series of Morbius, like, I think the second to last series, was straight up just about Morbius moving to Brownsville uh, here in New York City, which to, to, I, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I moved to New York a few years ago, you know, 10 years ago now, right? But I didn't really know about Brownsville. I don't know if you guys know Brownsville, but apparently because they painted in the, in the book that it's super dangerous, that it's such a, like, you know, ghetto and, like, really, like, dangerous stuff. Like, and, and so really the whole series is just basically him fighting, like, gang members sort of like i'm like that's not really it's not really an interesting so let me get this book. straight so so it's really like the whitest man possible fighting <laughs> inner city minorities 
That's wild, bro. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> a good six or 12 issues of that. <laughs> it's like, nah, man. I'm, nah. Nah. But sure, let's make a movie of this. Sure. <laughs> let's go for it. Facts. Let's see how it goes, yo. Right. Let's somehow support this shit. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to go see it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to Magic Johnson AMC. Shout out, Harlem. Yo. Facts, I may watch it. I may watch it. Just because it's Leto. And just like, like I said, I'm really curious about the effects. But fuck it. We'll see how it goes. Right, no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. Sooner than later, but we'll, we'll see. Facts. Later, <laughs> peeps. All right. Peace, peace out. This is Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.